Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I... Wait. <laughs> We're not there yet. <laughs> Shit. I've... That'll be at the end of the episode. <laughs> Sorry. We'll wait till the end of the episode. Damn it. <laughs> I'm... I'm Cardinal Fang. I damn, damn, damn it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I'm James. <laughs> I'm I'm Jody. <laughs> I'm I'm J- 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 damn it. <laughs> All these things and more today on the Twin Terrors. <laughs> uh, <sighs> sorry, you'll you'll know what all these mean by the end of this episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Before we get completely sidetracked, th- this is this is coinciding with the previous Money Python as we record. So, I, I literally am finishing up the the tea with a shot of Jameson cold brew in it. Oh so, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, we've been actually recording for two hours, and it was one shot. So, this is this is more Monty Python fish slappery than it is. <laughs> anything else yeah Yeah, so just do that in there i don't know why (laughs) okay that's all right Uh, so so we're actually going to talk about some episodes this time right yes yay because we were last time and then then it's been running long and that's what she said oh miss carol cleveland (laughs) wait it sounds familiar it it will (laughs) I guess without further ado, <laughs> should we just tell them that the other one ran long, so we're doing a new intro and outro? Or yeah, sure, we just did. All right, maybe throw Baphomet in there. I don't know. So okay, so we're moving on to the uh, some of the episodes from series two, right? Correct. All right. Um, well, okay. So before we get into that, I want to say I thought series one was brilliant. I think series two is where they really hit their stride. And, and I, and I will go ahead and say, I think it's the best, best of all four series they did. I, I would agree with that. Actually, I did series one. They were getting in their groove. Yeah. Series two, they had their groove. And by series three, some of them were already semi checking out Yeah, a, a little bit. And yeah. Um, now I, I, I do want to go back uh, actually before we get into series two and, one of one of the last episodes of series one, the the one with the the blamange. <laughs> I now when we talked about that episode, I I had watched it and wasn't it wasn't you know something that had particularly resonated with me, but in preparing for these, I went back and I watched series one before I got into series two, three, and four because I didn't want to have watched series two, three, and four more times than I had watched one. I'm kind of OCD like that about some stuff. <laughs> I understand because <clears throat> so did I. <laughs> yeah. So I have to say, and not just that sketch, but a lot of these sketches that I didn't think were funny the first time I watched them were a lot funnier as I went back and watched them. And that, that one was definitely one of them. So I did, uh, you know, I, I know I kind of was down on that sketch when we talked about it originally, but I do think it's funny. Um, I, I enjoyed it much more the second time I watched it. So oh, good. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Cause I know you really liked that sketch and I didn't think it was that funny the first time I watched it, but yeah. 
When I did, and I, I was trying to remember if I found it as funny the first time or two also, but it's been so long I don't remember what I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so I've, I probably watched these about a year ago uh, when we did the other episode, so, you know, it was a little more fresh for me, and I, when I sat down and watched it, I was like, yeah, it was actually kind of funny. <laughs> it was a lot funnier than I thought it was. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, series two, the first episode is... Uh, it's, it's got a subtitle. It's Face the Press or Dinsdale. <laughs> I'm glad you did it because I was going to have to. <laughs> it's my little spiny Norman impersonation there. <laughs> so the thing about Jody, what you all have to understand, is that not only does it do a good spiny Norman imitation, but he really knows how to treat a female impersonator. <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> Oh, and I had to stop and think, yes, because there's so many great lines in this episode. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speak, speaking of female impersonators, um, the, the very first skit is face the press with Chapman as one of the uh, government ministers in a dress. <laughs> well, I'd like to respond to that question in two ways. First, my regular voice. <laughs> then sort of a high-pitched <laughs> high-pitched wine. God, that was hilarious. Oh, but he looks fetching in that pink dress. Yeah. yeah. And the, the whole time he's talking, was it, was it idle? Was yeah, Eric Idle's the presenter of the show. Was it presenter, or is it was it Idle or Jones? It is. I'm I'm fairly sure it was Idle. Yeah, so so it was Idle, and he the the whole time Chapman was talking, Idle was going on about the 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 dress and the makeup and the <laughs> jewelry. <laughs> We're here. We have the Undersecretary for the Interior and a lovely pink taffeta. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Then, then as he's given the answer, Idol starts talking again, sort of over him and going, well, the minister's doing this. And then all of a sudden in the background, you hear him start going. But he's also got that look because Idol's going, and here he is. And then Chapman looks at the, the camera and he gives this little sort of coy wink, winsome. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> that bushy fake mustache. <laughs> oh, oh and, and to go back real quick. Uh, uh -huh. at the intro instead of yes. now not just palin's it's man it's also cleese doing the and now for something completely different yeah which is a line we've used a lot but i think it's the first time they used it in the show right i idol had used it in season one and, and just one sketch and yeah and uh and, and then cleese started doing it on on the regular um for the uh introductions or for, for the yeah to start the episodes okay right for for the start you're right though eric did do it in, yeah. in a sketch yes thank you my good sir was was it series two when cleese started doing the 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 funny accent when at the beginning when he'd say it's uh, monty python's flying circus no i, I think that was series one and i remember this... that because you actually like sort of worked out which episode it was and we talked yeah. about it in series one yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, he, um, and it's kind of, it's kind of his French accent, but not completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> French, German. Uh, so some, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it's a funny accent. 
I don't really remember there being much difference between the opening animation between the first and second series. Um, um, yeah. Because I, I, it's third series where they change it quite yeah, a bit. Actually. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we probably should have talked about uh, <laughs> that stuff before we got into the first sketch. <laughs> bon fi. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, one last thing on the first sketch with uh -huh. William Chapman. Yeah. Uh, this is where I, uh, so I mentioned earlier in the episode, our episode, that, you know, I picked up a few things from, from Monty Python that hopefully didn't disturb my gay friends much because I wasn't doing it. Even before they came out of the closet, I wasn't doing it to make fun of gay people. But, right. But this is where I picked up the hello sailors <laughs> thing, which is a poofta, you know, the, the, the effeminate mm. gay thing that, you know, it's, yeah. but I, I don't think it bothered him. I think it, yeah. Cause they knew I wasn't doing it to be right. Rude. I, so it's so what, uh, the next, um, I, cause this whole episode was just fantastic. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, so the next sketch was the the new cooker sketch um which is you know jones is is a, a uh, one of the pepper pots i guess i don't know if that was were the pepper pots the ones that always did more of the high high-pitched voices yeah so i think he's just in drag he's just in drag for this one um but you know a housewife and waiting on the on the on the new stove cooker new stove to show up and and uh you know, but they've got the name wrong and, and they can't deliver it because the name on the form is wrong. And, uh, you know, and so, oh, you know, gotta, you got to fill out this form and, and, uh, you know, it kind of, kind of goes on and on. And <laughs> well, it says this name, can can I just sign it this? Well, yeah, but why don't you send it Pinnett Jones and <laughs> yeah. okay, so this is mine. Well, this is Pinnett Jones. You're Miss Pinnett, but you just told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's this long line of the, the, the delivery guys from the store <laughs> just going out the door and down the street. And uh, was it the animation? Because it goes into one of Gilliam's animations after that. Yes, one of my favorite animations because it, it so caught me by surprise the first time I see it because you see this pilot lathering up his face oh, yeah. <laughs> to shave. Then he lathers his whole face and he just takes the razor and his whole head pops off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Morbidly awesome. Uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that, that leads into the tobacconists, which made me laugh when you were talking about uh, Cleese and, and uh, Chapman going to New Zealand and, and uh, you know, the, the guy trying to buy the cufflinks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a bit of pram, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what was it idle i don't remember who was behind the counter but idle comes in and it's at the tobacconist shop and he's jones right is it jones yeah that's why i've got an i got an arrow pointing to the to jones's name for the next sketch <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah so he goes in and he's he's trying to use this code get, get a prostitute get a, get a prostitute through the tobacconist and the the tobacconist doesn't he's he's like you know what what <laughs> Small white pussycat for sale. I won't pay more than a fiver. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, well no, I was, I was say, do you, you got more on this one? Well, just that uh, at, at the very end, he, he keeps saying these things, and Jones is like, no, no, and he's like, which one is it? And Jones hands him a card and says, 
buxom blonde prostitute anything for <laughs> yeah it's a very upfront he goes through all this code and trying to uh yeah and at that point cleese walks in and buys a newspaper and turns around and walks out and again there's a isn't this there there's another line of the delivery guys in their yellow jackets i'm just assuming it's the same line that's just gotten longer but yeah yeah um and this is the start of the ministry of silly walks again showing that they don't like punchlines they use the best lines they could for the tobacconist sketch and then uh-huh. went right into another sketch yeah um which actually it, it, now now palin's in this sketch and, and it, but the, but the the silly walk sketch was written by palin and jones cleese yeah. didn't cleese wasn't one of the writers on it i was actually surprised by that jones well, is actually in the sketch too you see him and uh while while they're while, while the camera's following cleese through one of the hallways jones and somebody else walked by doing so uh, chapman i think i think yeah i was gonna say i think it's chapman and and cleese and chapman actually started writing it they they were the initial writers but they were they were afraid the walk would overshadow the script so they la- mm-hmm. they asked jones and palin to actually write it then so they started oh it. okay then, cool yeah. Yeah, the, the, sorry, so many I, things. I know. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't even know what to say about it. It's just, it, it is one of those sketches that it, it, it is one of those things that made the show. It is, and Cleese hated doing it live because it was killing him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, he finally got to the point where physically he said, "I can't do this anymore." Yeah, he already. I think he still did it, but had to adjust. Yeah, but yeah, it was. So, um, and Mr. Pewdie, of course, is Palin's person. So it's one of the few recurring characters they have. True. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a paper, an actual scientific paper that discusses how much sillier this walk is than others. <laughs> it's, it's not really necessary, but it came out decades after this show and I've read it and it was hilarious. <laughs> awesome. I may have to look that up. Oh, and, and I think I mentioned at one point in time, there's an app the Ministry of Silly Walks, a game you can get at least on the iPhone. Yeah. Uh, came out, uh, I, I'm sure if I look it up, it's on the Android. Yeah. It uh, came out during the time of the O2 performance and they stopped updating, uh, but they're updating again. You can, you can get it again. I'll, I'll look at it later. <laughs> I don't have it on my phone, but I, <laughs> I knew you had it. Oh, it's, it's great. And yeah. um, there is an international silly walk day too in January, by the way. I think I had heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's just, it's one of those sketches that just, uh, you know, it's just like the crunchy frog or the dead parrot sketch. I mean, it's just one of those things that, you know, made the show. Yeah. yeah. Cleese did a great job of having a silly ass walk and mm-hmm. his serious face. So serious the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Now, it, 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 more recently, I guess it's caused some controversy because um, as, you know, people who've seen it, I you know, I don't want to say millennials, but uh, younger people who have seen it, and they, um, he he asks, calls over the intercom for the the woman to bring tea in, and she comes in and she's you know shaking the the tray and everything when she walks in, and and I think a lot of people don't understand that that's that's not like she has tremors or Parkinson's or anything like that. That's her silly walk. It's her silly walk, yeah. I, I just I think I, I just think a lot of people misunderstand that one, but it kind of leads directly into the next sketch which was the uh, La Marge Futile, uh, which was the French guys. And their kind of silly walk thing they did, which one of them was, was it was Cleese and Palin again. Yeah, doing, redoing their, uh, from one of the first episodes ever, the sheep where they did the 
aeroplane sheep thing and yeah whoever talks gets the mustache <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they've got they've got what was it jones is there and they, they he's he's like standing he's sideways so you're only seeing like silhouette or you know you're, you're seeing him from the side and he's um he's 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 got his suit on and his bowler hat and then when he he turns he's split down the middle and the other half of what he's wearing is you know the the stereotypical french the beret and the white black and white striped shirt (laughs) (laughs) and he does a silly walk off screen you know it was (laughs) yeah with 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 one half doing an englishman walk and the other half doing a weird frenchman hand up in the air (laughs) yeah (laughs) and of course you don't understand any of the dialogue because it's all in french I guess if you spoke French, you'd understand it. If if it's even really French, I, I'm assuming it is, but I, I have no idea. It, it sounds French. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. There's a lot of French words, whether or not they actually mean anything or it's a bunch of gibberish. I, don't, I have no idea. Oh, crap. And the last sketch. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. <laughs> it is. It is. It's not quite as good as the Ministry of Silly Walks, but yes, it is another classic in the program all right so so it's one of these you know i guess documentaries being shown on a on a bbc program yes welcome back to ethel the frog yes ethel the frog was was used by a band during the new wave of british heavy metal that was that that was actually the name of one of the bands kind of kind of like toad the wet sprocket was another new wave of british heavy metal band that had done that also later on there was an alternative band from the u.s that called themselves toad the west rocket right yeah that um, most people in the states would probably know because they actually had a couple of decent songs the the new wave british heavy metal band uh, i only know of one song they did but the the ethel the frog program was on the piranha brothers uh, the dinsdale brothers yeah or not the din sorry uh, yeah D- dinsdale was one of the brothers you're right which is so there's Dinsdale. a Dinsdale. <laughs> so these brothers kept doing things and they talked about how they they were trying to find the, the plan and they they said they hit upon the, their plan which was to not threaten people for money yeah. and then that didn't work so they hit upon the other plan which was to threaten to hurt people if they gave them money then they hit upon the other <laughs> other plan and this was the breakthrough <laughs> They have a Harry Snapper organs played by Jones, who's a police detective constable type of person who's who's the one out to get them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Harry Snapper organs in itself is a very naughty name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's oh, damn. And they 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 come back to the line of servicemen in the sketch. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay, so Dinsdale and Doug, right, is Doug. Yeah, yeah. Doug, Doug's the other brother, but, but Dins, Dinsdale was the one that liked to nail people's heads to the table or floor or whatever it was. I, I hear you nailed your head to the table. No, not Dinsy. <laughs> Dinsy would never do that. But but he did, right? Oh, he did. Yeah, he did do that. <laughs> he must have a reason. He didn't tell me the reason. <laughs> but, but old Dinsy wouldn't do anything without a good reason. That's what he told me. Yep. And. Well, I was going to say, and there and there's an appearance from, uh, and I I cannot remember the character's name, but it was it was one of Palin's characters from season one, the Italian mafioso guy. 
with with the scar on his with face. The scar, yeah. <laughs> and uh, all the um, watch, all the Chinese watch. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Then, then of course there's Dinsdale. He used sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I don't and, think we ever see the Piranha Brothers though. No, no. It's just it's just them talking about them. Them talking and people talking about them like the female impersonator because you think about Dinsdale. He really knew how to treat a female. It's John Cleese. Yeah. All in Dragon. Yeah, that, that's where my line about Jody earlier came from. Yeah. <laughs> Which this is why it took me a second. I went, wait, what? what? Oh, yeah. Oh, Louis <laughs> Ficotti. this episode. Louis Ficotti. Ficotti, yeah. I've, yeah. I've actually got his name in here. Yeah. Yeah, what do you know? All right. I had another note, but I'm not sure what it means. Was was the review about his high pitched voice really a dig at Jones himself? <laughs> Jones's character in there talks about high pitched something like they, oh, we got a review saying that the <laughs> snapper organs is high pitched Wales Welsh voice was off putting and <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that when when uh, they were interviewing Cleese as as the crossdresser was or female impersonator, I wasn't wasn't that where uh, uh, you find out that Densdale uh, was was imagining this giant hedgehog, <laughs> giant like six foot tall hedgehog called Spiny Norman. Spiny, spiny Norman. <laughs> uh, you, you find that out, and then. Uh, what was it? Okay, so so then they they had uh, they they go they go to talk to Harry Snapper Organs and he um, I said, him and him I don't remember who it was with who he was with they were uh, they were doing uh, they were in a dressing room yeah Chapman uh, it was a Chapman yeah it was a Chapman and oh you're so the, fine love yeah <laughs> and uh, I, I think it was uh, Terry G who actually came in with the flowers right. Yes. Yeah. Gilliam comes in with the flowers and, you know, so, so what you were saying about the review, you know, here they're, they're doing this, getting ready to go on stage and do this review or whatever. But as they walk out of the police precinct, here comes Cleese doing his silly walk down the street. (laughs) (laughs) So much, so much awesomeness. (laughs) And then they, they go into the end credits and uh, I was it, they went into the end credits and they were over an animation by Gilliam. Yeah, then then you actually get to see Spiny you, Norman as you a get to as see, yeah, you get to see Spiny Norman, and he's not six foot tall. He's more like <laughs> sixty yeah. feet tall. Is this hedgehog, the animated hedgehog that towers over the city and Dinsdale, <laughs> Dinsdale. <laughs> oh, man, that was yeah. But you know, as good as that episode was, and it was fantastic. Yeah. The next one also is. And, and you know what? I was just not expecting that second episode. <laughs> Nobody expected the second episode. <laughs> In case you haven't figured out, the title of the second episode is The Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Wait, I have something for you. Are you ready? Our main topic is mead and metal. Our two main topics are mead and metal and mayhem. Our three, our three main topics are mead, metal, and mayhem. And. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, before we get to that though, yeah, one of the most macabre. Speaking of macabre things, hilarious camera work, contraptiony, damn little things. (laughs) 
I don't know who it is. Is it Jones? It just looks like it would be Jones. I I don't know who it is, but I, I yeah, it does kind of well either Jones or Palin. Yeah, it's, it's this just guy with this little contraption on his back with these like handlebars up by his shoulders, turning them and turning them, making these wings on the contraption flap, and so he can fly. And he's just running yeah. and running. Then it pans to him with the ring, and he's flying. Yeah, right along. Till you realize the camera was at a 90 degree angle as he splats <laughs> right to the ground off a cliff. <laughs> and then they have the opening sequence. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. It just, I mean, the first time you see it, it catches you off guard. We're hoping y'all, I know we're kind of giving away some of the things, but it will still when you see it yeah <laughs> because us describing it's just not doing it justice <laughs> not even remotely <laughs> oh and it happens in a split second so it still catches you off guard oh yeah uh, and the thing was i when i was re-watching everything it caught me off guard again i wasn't expecting it nobody expects it <laughs> uh. that by the way the next skit is actually the first of the spanish inquisition skits <laughs> I, I don't know. It came from the land. Uh, the fell asleep on the trail. What? Fell asleep on the trail. <laughs> what? So, all I was told was to come in here and tell you that fell off the skew of the trail. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting the bloody Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Sorry. Just, it looks like a Victorian type of setting with Carol Cleveland in a poofy gown thing and a workman comes in and is trying to tell her what happened at the mill yeah <laughs> and one of the one of the cross beams i, I knew i couldn't think of the damn word one of the cross beams mm -hmm. fell out of skew on the treadle yeah <laughs> and, and she keeps having to ask him what he means and he slows down and as he says i didn't expect the spanish inquisition nobody expects the spanish inquisition Done! <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, it's Palin, Jones, and Gilliam. And Gilliam, yeah. All come in with their red Spanish Inquisitor robe, Catholic priest things on. I can't remember what are all. What are, I, one of, uh, Jones's characters, Biggles. Cardinal Biggles uh, yeah. was a well known fictional pilot adventure book series that's parodied here in another sketches, like you mentioned in series one. Yeah. yeah, and they, um, I don't remember if it's series two or series three, but they go, they, they use him again too, as, as the pilot vehicles. But yeah. Right. And, uh, and Gilliam is Cardinal Fang. Yeah. Which <laughs> Fang. Is, uh, it, well, it's uh, not just a funny name, but we'll get to it in a future episode with another series. But a magazine he edited in college was called Fang. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he because I think he talked about that in one of the documentaries. Yeah, but oh, these are and then uh, uh, Palin is is a Cardinal Jimenez. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is one of the main cardinals, right, of the actual Spanish Inquisition. I think so. Yeah. Or at least, do they ever call him that? Because they mention it because they they do this thing where it goes across Europe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've seen the name somewhere. I think because I think if you because um, you, you can look the actual sketch up on Wikipedia, not just the episode, but you can look up the actual sketch. And I think I think in in that entry, they actually list 
Jimenez. But yeah, I don't think they ever say his name in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Oh, he comes in and starts listing all of their. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can never even get it right because every time I start listening to it, I start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, and again, you know, like the Ministry of Silly Walks, this is one of those sketches that kind of defined the show. Yeah, yeah. And they do make multiple appearances in in the episode, just like yes. Silly Walks. Yeah. I, I don't remember as many running gags in season one as I do in season two with stuff like that. I could be wrong. I guess I I'll have to go back and watch again. <laughs> yeah, woo, another reason. <laughs> The next couple of sketches, I really didn't have any notes on. Uh, let's see. I've got a... Oh, so the Gumbies. I always... I, I appreciate the Gumbies every time they're on. We mentioned them in Series 1 with the gumwell shoes, the boots, yeah. and the, the handkerchief hats, and the... I would put with his voice, I'm a Gumby. And mm-hmm. and they're, they're talking about things they would tax because, you know, this starts with normal governmental officials talking about things to tax. He's like, well, what, what happened with tax? How about thingy? Yeah. <laughs> thingy. Number two? No. Thingy. Thingy. <laughs> thingy. Like, I'm assuming, I've not looked it up, they mean sex. Yes. Yeah. That's that's what I assumed. <laughs> uh, but then they then they move, which is funny, but then they move on to, what would you tax? And and they have just normal people, you know. Yeah, the, the, the uh, Vox Pops. Vox Pops on taxation is what they, they listed as on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Which which includes a as as it says on Wikipedia, including a rare piece of meaningful dialogue from the it's man. He actually says something besides it's, it's. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I don't uh, remember what it is. <laughs> I, I don't either. Yeah, I just um, I just made a note that he he's in there. <laughs> but then you got Gumby's doing it and here. I would put a tax on all metal head drinkers. Oh, because what he actually wants to put a tax on is something that he would be taxed on. <laughs> yeah, it was, what was it? Was it Cleese's? I'd put a tax on people who stand in water. And he's, and he's like in a running creek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then there was the, the photos of Uncle Ted. And I don't, I don't know who the older woman is. but oh, And here's Uncle Ted standing in front of the house. And she hands the photo off to Carol Cleveland, who rips it in half and throws it away. And, He's bored. And, yeah. <laughs> stupid old people. Yeah. It's, and then I wasn't expecting the next part. <laughs> and here's your Uncle Ted with the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <Dun>! <laughs> They take the old lady and take her to a dungeon to torture her until she confesses. <laughs> yeah. Making her sit in the comfy chair and poking her with the soft pillow. <laughs> you shall sit in this comfy chair. <laughs> Jody shall sit in this pub chair with the arrogant bastard until he confesses. Confess. Confess. I confess. Not you. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Although I, I have to say the first part of the Spanish Inquisition where they put the rack on Carol Cleveland's ample bosom yeah. is a little more titillating than poking the old lady with soft pillows in the comfy chair. But <laughs> yeah. But honestly, not as funny. The old lady in the comfy chair just sitting there smiling. <laughs> it was yep. 
I, so, so the next, uh, I guess the next, uh, like I said, Wikipedia actually breaks these out into multiple sketches. So the next, the next few were, I, I mean, they're funny. It's the, the semaphore thing they were doing. Of course, so you know, a, the, yeah. the jokes and novelties came before that, right? Uh, jokes novelty was actually after the first Spanish Inquisition. Huh. Like, oh, I must have made all my Spanish Inquisition notes all together. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, the jokes and novelty thing. I mean, if we want to go back to that one. It was, um, I, it, I mean, it's it's funny too. It's, it's uh, idle is. They, they get Graham Chapman. That's right. They get Graham Chapman from yeah. the Spanish Inquisition sketch and ask him to open the door in another sketch. Yeah. 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 And, and I, uh, yeah. So it's yeah, it's idle. He 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 goes into the house and then Idol walks up, knocks on the door, and he's he's trying to sell you know jokes and novelty, you know, like fake dog poop and stuff like that. It's it, they it's their way of making fun of uneducated programming managers. Yeah, and also how they love that they don't have to give a punchline, and they even have a punchline in the sketch, but it's read by John Cleese's character. Never said aloud. He starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, we can use that later. <laughs> Uh, but okay yeah i just i put those in order but yes then the next one is the semaphore version of wuthering heights uh, which uh, so so it was like you know the the yeah like he like james just said the semaphore version of wuthering heights and if you don't know what the semaphore is those are the flags that they use on ships to signal other ships um which i guess they don't use so much anymore because radio communication but but yeah it was all the all the dialogue in wuthering heights being done on semaphore <laughs> uh, which which leads into Julius Caesar, the play by Shakespeare on an Aldous lamp, <laughs> which is again another you know ship to ship communication thing. It's it's the lamp that you know I guess they kind of use Morse code with it. Right then then there's the new and exciting new podcast, the Macabre Manor in Morse code. Oh yeah, wait, <laughs> gunfight at the OK Corral in Morse code. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where they pull out instead of a gun, they pull out the little. Dee -dee 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 -dee. Yeah. And uh, the smoke signal version of gentlemen prefer blondes. <laughs> uh, another, perhaps something they would not do anymore because it's slightly not as bad as the red Indian from series one eating the crunchy frog in the theater. Yeah. But still, still maybe not great. <laughs> yeah. Then the next one, I, the next one I really liked was the court charades. <laughs> it is a, it is a, 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 a British courtroom. Uh, they're they're doing everything in charades, even the reading of the verdict. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think you're supposed to use big ants as. <laughs> <that's>... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that might that might be cheating. <laughs> but again, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> and this time they're racing to get there before the credits end. <laughs> getting on the bus <laughs> rushing down and just as they burst through this as they burst through the courtroom door <laughs> the end <laughs> you hear micro palin go bugger <laughs> <laughs> which was evidently they almost didn't make it the the that word is not <laughs> is frowned upon back in the day <laughs> yeah and by the way i wish i could find out i've looked her up I wish I could find the actress who plays Rita Thang, the, the one who stands around in a bikini who sort of said the judge did things. Oh, yeah. She is attractive. Yeah, he, yes. 
And Monty Python has this habit of some of their, uh, not their biggest, like Carol and, and uh, John Cleese's wife. Some of the actresses, like the smaller part ones, would have uh, like Hammer films and, and various things sort of crossovers. Yeah. So yeah. I've been trying to find crossovers between Bond actresses, Hammer film actresses, and Monty Python actresses. Yeah. Huh, you ready for the next one? Yes. Are you ready for the next one? Yes. Are you ready for the next one? <laughs> Deja vu. Huh? What? Deja vu. Huh? What? <laughs> or show five. <laughs> By the way, damn you, Cleese, for getting in my way in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Opens with a woman stripping down because it's hot. And then the windows open. You just oh, yeah. pretty much see everything. But as she's taken off the best bits... John Cleese has been coming up in one of those window washer contraption things and he gets in the way just as she's about to take her bra off. Mm-hmm. Pissed me off when I was 10. Pisses me off now. <laughs> uh, and I also know I shouldn't laugh at animals getting blown up, but they're obviously stuffed and yeah. just something about it is so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so would you say the name of the episode is? <laughs> Deja Vu or show five <laughs> oh which which comes from palin's bishop character <laughs> yeah yeah it does actually which is the the, the very first sketch um is a bishop rehearsing <laughs> <laughs> and uh well and and the first three actually they run together yeah but the bishop is is asked by somebody where to go and he's like i'm not in this this is episode five and i won't be back till eight when it's yeah episode three and <laughs> He's obviously in this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, Graham Chapman asks him, right? Because he's trying yeah. to find the flying lessons. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to find the flying lessons. And that's what it, it um, so, and, and they're out oh, in the woods. Not Graham. Sorry. Not Graham. Uh, Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're out in the woods and there's this Bishop rehearsing and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, um, so he, he tells him where to go. And he, he goes over and Carol Cleveland sitting at a desk in the middle of this wooded field. And uh, he says, oh, okay, well, yes, I will take you. And I mean, you know, they walk, but there's like people at a water cooler and, you know, and yes, they, out in the woods. it's still out in the woods. And, and then they, they go into this, this cave, which I think were the, the, the caves that the hermits were in in season one. <laughs> yeah. And they get, they, they go through the caves and, and they, they come up on a city street and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh so, so jones goes in to finally gets into this office where he's uh uh you know flying lessons he wants to take flying lessons and uh, he walks in and there's chapman suspended from the ceiling by wires <laughs> obvious wires obvious wires <laughs> and and chapman is so good at giving abuse oh yeah here and the argument clinic that we'll get into and <laughs> mm-hmm because, all right, get on the desk, flap your arms, flap your arms, flap, now jump. Yeah. That's not flying lessons. I will. <laughs> ooh, ooh, these are not the flying, ooh, oh, maters, they're not enough jam and cream for your scoons. <laughs> oh, Duchess, is there not enough mayhem in your podcast? Ooh. <laughs> You're not oh. even flying. You're up there on wires. I'm up there. Am me the oop. The, the hoop. Oh, you need a huge hoop. Oh, major. 
<laughs> it's got a hole in it. Of course it's got a hole in it. It's an oop. <laughs> no, it's broken. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh. Two years later. <laughs> Which goes into Jones helping fly a plane because he found a real place. Yeah. He's uh that's the hijacked plane sketch and uh so yeah, he's uh who is he? He's he's is it Cleese? Yeah, Cleese is the, the actual captain. Yeah. Chapman comes in, he thought it was the bathroom. <laughs> oh. And then he and then he leaves and I think Idol comes in and he's uh he's he's wanting to hijack the plane because he wants to go to loot. Well it wasn't wasn't just uh Chapman didn't just come in looking for the restroom. When he leaves, well, he, he leaves through the wrong door and he falls yeah that's right yeah he falls and he um he well he he, he lands on a bale of hay or something yeah bale of hay and he walks away he's fine <laughs> yeah and uh, so then idol comes in and he's wanting to hijack the plane because he wants to go to luton <laughs> and they're like luton what this plane's going to cuba <laughs> yeah <laughs> which okay so back in the day back in the 70s this was a real problem uh, terrorists i i mean you know there really hasn't been anything like this since 2001 when, when 9-11 took place and they flew, you know, the planes into World Trade Center and the, and the Pentagon and, and all that. But back in the early late 60s, early 70s, a lot of terrorist organizations did this. Even into the 80s, I think it happened. I think so early anyway. Yeah. And, you know, they, they'd get on board and, you know, uh, fly this plane to Cuba or you know, fly this plane to, to Syria or whatever, you know, and it was the, the joke about the plane going to Cuba. And turning it on its head. <laughs> and t- and turning, yeah, turning that on its head. And, you know, the guy, the, the guy doesn't want to go to Cuba. He wants to go to Luton. So eventually they convince him, you know, well, you could just, we'll just fly over Luton. <laughs> you can jump, <laughs> you can out, jump out. And on a bill of hay. <laughs> yeah, which he does. And gets on a bus yeah. for Luton when it is hijacked. <laughs> <laughs> to, to go to Cuba. <laughs> uh, so, so what the the poet Ewan McTeagle was was next. It's not one of my favorite skits sketches, right? But I liked it enough that at one point I actually had learned the poet McTeagle's poem that Eric Idle does in sort of a Shakespearean manner. Okay, I just thought it was. I, I mean, it's it's funny. The poems are funny, but it's basically it's the Scotsman, and every poem he writes is asking people to loan him money. And I'm not even sure he's aware that he's a poet. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's because there's not really much of a rhyming scheme. Here, here you go. Ready? Yeah. Can I have 50 pounds to mend the shed? I'm right on my uppers. I can pay you back when this postal order comes from Australia. Honestly, hope the bladder trouble's getting better. Love, Ewan. Yep. <laughs> and I, I had to look up what right on my uppers means because to me, it sounds like uppers, a drug. Right. Um, but it's not. It's an old term used back then for when you're poor because you would wear your shoes down all the way to the uppers, which is that part right above the sole. Oh, yeah. So that, that would mean you're poor. You need yeah. money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, 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 it is funny. Probably not one of my favorites either. No. Um, but even uh, our favorite are hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, then there's an animation from Gilliam, the which, hand hand trees. It's one of my favorite animations. But first, I like the hand tree part, but then later when you see girls with butterflies over their nipples and one extends a long tongue out and slurps up one of the butterflies from the other girl's breast. Yeah. 
you know, keep in mind, I'm watching this when I'm 10, 12, 14 years old. Uh, that was certainly titillating. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then the next, the next three skits all kind of run together, the sketches, uh, starting with the psychiatrist milkman. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. More exploding animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the, his name was Dr. Cream. Yeah, I don't remember. I even just watched it, but yeah, uh, right. I, I made a note, Doctor Cream. No, Jones's character. So, uh, so I guess it starts off with with Chapman as a housewife, <laughs> and and the, there, there's a note here in Wikipedia. Chapman's character's name changes from Mrs. Ratbag to Mrs. Pym. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Idol's the psychiatrist milkman. Okay, yeah, I, Idol was. Yeah. And what do you see when you see this? That I need a pint of cream? Oh, good, you're fine and normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I just watched this, but that episode is like that skit, sketch yeah. is kind of, because there is, because then you got Palin, who's a gynecologist on his lunch hour, but then yeah. has to see the psychiatrist and go, it's, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to try to describe it, you can, but the last five minutes or so of this, other than the complaint section, yeah is, is the deja vu thing deja vu and bizarre <laughs> yeah um now the the complaints that was where jones's dr cream character is and my my note about that is that his mustache keeps switching sides yeah. <laughs> he's, he's only got like half a mustache right so it's so it's either on the left side of his face or the right side of his face and it's like every time the camera cuts away from him and cuts back it switches which side it's on <laughs> and i think at one point he's actually got the full mustache <laughs> yes I'm, I'm not saying mel brooks stole this for men in tights where the mole keeps changing places on prince john but he could have could have yeah but it's different enough and mel brooks is a genius also yeah yeah i so so there is apparently there's a running gag that starts in this episode and actually goes into the next couple episodes which we'll we'll get into those next or later but uh and this is this is from wikipedia uh, introduces a running gag that is used for the next two episodes. A character says, walk this way. The character <laughs> told this responds, if I could walk that way, only to be stopped when the first character warns them about finishing the punchline. It's an old Groucho Marx joke, right? I think so, yeah. If I could walk that way, I wouldn't need the talcum powder. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, there's also the young Frankenstein. Yeah which came out not too long after this, I think, what, 72, 73? Oh, hell, I have no idea. Yeah. 74. 74, okay. So a few years later, so, but yeah, which had Marty Feldman in it. It did. Who? <laughs> we talked about series one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he worked with some of these guys. I know he worked with Cleese. And Chapman, and... Yeah. Because he's in a yellow beard. Oh, yeah, he was. But that uh, that should wrap up the three episodes. We were only going to talk about the first three, right? Yep. Yeah, I think that sounds okay. good because I have a feeling this is going to be a really long episode anyway. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, because uh, considering when we started recording. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've got plenty of things to talk about, but they can wait till the next episode. <laughs> okay. Sounds good to me. Awesome. Sweet. Well, in that case, in that case. In that case, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> we should we should let you go. So you go give us a good review and share us on social media and say how awesome we are. Yes, and go watch Monty Python. Especially that one because, you know, seriously, <laughs> we're okay. But <laughs> it, 
<laughs> yeah, and and we're not doing these episodes justice. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about them, but go watch them. Go watch. <laughs> hey, and, and like I said, they're available on Netflix, or you can buy them on DVD or Blu-ray, either individual seasons or the box set with all of them, or the box set with all of them, <laughs> or the box set with all. Of them. <laughs> Sorry, stop it. <laughs> I didn't know if you were expecting that or not. <laughs> Nobody expects the box set with all of them. (laughs) I can't top that. I'm James. I'm Jody. (laughs) And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. You don't throw Baffle May anywhere. Baffle May goes where <laughs> Baffle May wants. Uh, yes. Dear Lord Baffle May, please hear a prayer. No. We do four episodes of episodes, then one of them is going to have an extra episode. <laughs> no, wait. My math's off. <laughs> no, if you do, if we do three per, there'll be one extra. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I said oh. four. I said four per, but yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. No, three per. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, just you said episode so many times. <laughs> episode, episode. Who's got the episode? <laughs> I'm having an episode right now. <laughs> that's what that note is. I couldn't read my own writing. Bales of hay. <laughs> that's why I didn't remember Chapman falling on the bale of hay because I couldn't read my note. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> and I was I was sober when I wrote that. <laughs>